Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is my review of USP Nicotine Solution by Blue Brain. So, yet another biohacking video where I'm promoting something that is addictive. As you can see, I am here in front of the Hotel Moscow in Belgrade, Serbia, which I thought was an appropriate location because Serbians really love their nicotine. Almost all of them smoke. So, pop quiz. What do the authors Anne Rind, Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, Mark Twain, Oscar Wilde, and J.R. Tolkien have in common? Well, they and many other titanic literary figures, authors, writers, playwrights were voracious, lifelong smokers. And this is no coincidence. Nicotine is a potent promoter of creativity and focus. And nicotine is a nootropic. I'm going to share some of the studies and the science that supports this a little bit later. But the thing to understand about it is that it is very addictive. A lot of biology researchers have actually called nicotine the most addictive drug known to us. However, nicotine in itself is not negative or undesirable. And I will suggest that you can harness the addictive properties of nicotine for useful purposes. Now, nicotine has a bad connotation, of course, because for most people, it's an incredibly destructive addiction because they consume their nicotine in carcinogenic cigarettes, which in turn associates that addiction with all of these hedonistic things, right? With socializing with friends, having a, having a drink, consuming alcohol, enjoying music, taking a short break from work at the end of a relaxing day, while savoring the afterglow of, a, of an orgasm with a lover, whatever people like to do while they smoke. And I'm gonna suggest that you pick up a bottle of this stuff. It's only $10 and it is, it's the highest quality third-party laboratory verified pharmaceutical grade nicotine. I'm gonna suggest you pick up a bottle of it from Blue Brain and that you use it sparingly to kind of hack your own award and arousal system to cement positive habits. I myself, I have a little rule for myself that I only use nicotine when I'm doing something productive. So I anchor it to my productivity. In my case, it's doing my writing because that's something that's essential to my work, something I'm really passionate about. I've often advocated no snooze as a productivity habit. Ignoring the snooze button, setting your alarm clock a little bit earlier so you wake up a little bit earlier and get more productive than in those very useful morning hours that uh, can use in such a high leverage way to accomplish what we want in life. But this is a habit that people, even quite high performing people, can, can really struggle with. So I'm going to suggest that you use nicotine. 
Now, I'm not saying that you're going to put this little vial of nicotine underneath your pillow and, and uh, take, a, take a hit of it while you are yet horizontal in bed. But because it is such a, a good short-term, almost instantaneous wakefulness promoter, I'm going to suggest that you hear your alarm clock go off, you resist the temptation to hit the snooze button, you put your feet on the ground, you get up out of bed, you get yourself a little bit proper, a little bit dreaded of the day, and then as a reward for practicing this difficult habit, you take that, that sweet, sweet little hit of nicotine. So some people may be saying, Jonathan, have you gone mad? Isn't nicotine carcinogenic? Well, there have been some good studies done on this. I have not yet really dived really deeply into them, but I have uh, perused the abstracts and the conclusion, the consensus amongst researchers seems to be that nicotine is not carcinogenic. It's the other chemicals that go into cigarettes and tobacco products that make them so destructively carcinogenic. Nicotine itself is pretty benign stuff. Nonetheless, while I was using nicotine, I kind of stepped up my consumption of free radical scavenging supplements such as L-theanine and Alcar. Day one on nicotine. The last time I had consumed nicotine was about a year ago as part of an ayahuasca ceremony in the Andes Mountains of Colombia. Before that must have been over four years ago when I smoked my last cigarette. I filled the little dropper about a fourth full which turned out to be too much, and deposited it below my tongue. It tastes like a punch in the throat and it unsettles the stomach for a few minutes. About a minute later, I began to feel an energizing buzz coming on similar to caffeine, although perhaps imbuing a more clear and less frenetic mind. The buzz lasted about 90 minutes and had a positive effect on my mood. Day two on nicotine. I took a smaller dosage in the morning, which I chased with my hearty and also energizing adaptogenic green tea and some tasty yogurt, which woke me up promptly and a very productive morning writing session followed. I did a second drop in the afternoon, which perked me up for an important phone call, and I worked productively late into the evening. There was no effect on sleep. At that point, it became obvious that this stuff is quite addictive. The next day, when I opened the refrigerator, First thing, I had quite the desire to start the day with a hit of the stuff, which I resisted. Day three, I held off actually for a couple of days and took a smaller drop in the afternoon. On day four, I did a drop in the morning with my also energizing adaptogenic tea and a capsule of paracetam. 
Then I did three drops before my salsa class that evening, which certainly had an energizing effect. It, it lightened my mood so I could really enjoy and get into the class. However, there was no noticeable effect on my salsa skills themselves. There was no noticeable effect on my coordination, rhythm, etc. Day five, I did a drop in the morning, which actually failed to really energize or inspire my morning writing session. Maybe I should have passed on that final <laughs> tall glass of red wine I had on the date the night before. By day six, I was finding that a few very small drops spread out by about an hour chased by my adaptogenic tea in combination with my stack. Kabaijo is a hell of a way to wake up and have a really productive, creative morning. Day seven. It's not great for alleviating sleep deprivation. One morning after a long night of enjoying the local Serbian culture, which equates to a bunch of shots of rakia. I woke up early to get things done and I actually that day skipped my smart drugs and I cheated on my diet with a big indulgent sandwich and predictably in the mid-afternoon I found myself in a unproductive funk and I took some nicotine at that point, which did pep me up a little bit, give me a little bit of energy, but it was kind of like when you're just taking coffee when you're really sleep deprived and you can, it makes you kind of like cracked out and you have some energy, but you are lacking that cognitive precision. So I wrapped up my work and proceeded to have a disappointing brain training session. Day eight. I did three drops, one in the morning, one in the afternoon before a productive video blogging session, and one in the evening around 10 p.m. before going salsa dancing. While it certainly pepped me up to hit the dance floor, like before, it didn't make a noticeable difference in my coordination. I did have a tricky time falling asleep. Not sure if that's thanks to the nicotine, the two beers I had, or the modafinil I did that afternoon. Day nine, I did a third drop around 8 p.m. directly before my meditation session, which actually made the meditation session kind of interesting. The nicotine seemed to fire up my default network, as they call it. I noticed that good ideas for addressing the <laughs> the front of challenges that I face daily kept jumping to mind. I've been meditating for like a year now and I'm generally pretty good at least in the second half of my meditation session at maintaining like a real calm, tranquil mind. But I noticed that on the nicotine, I really kept coming up with just like good idea after good idea after good idea, bubbling up into, uh, into that, that empty consciousness that I try to reach when I'm doing my meditation. I did not take it with an accompanying beverage 
and it was all the more obvious the unsettling effect that it had on my stomach while I was doing the, the body scan during the meditation. And then directly after meditation, I did a brain training session with IQ HIT, and I was actually a bit dismayed at my lack of performance over the previous day's working memory training scores in IQ HIT. On day 10, I repeated the brain training directly after doing a drop of nicotine in the morning to similarly mediocre brain training scores. So as much as I like nicotine, I am skeptical of its positive effect on my working memory. Day 11, I took a whole week off of using the stuff and I took the little blue vial and I put it in an obscure compartment in my luggage so I wouldn't be tempted by it because it really is addictive stuff. I can see I can see why people enjoy smoking cigarettes so much. And during that week, there, there certainly were kind of some, some uh, cravings for it, but it was nothing like a uh, like like a like a uncomfortable withdrawal. There was none of the like uh, there was no ravenous desire for cigarettes. There was no like feeling really on edge. There was none of that real negative stuff. There was just a, a fairly persistent desire to hit take a hit of the stuff, which I resisted successfully for a week. And then I interestingly found that after that, my uh, tolerance was actually about the same to the stuff. Uh, unlike a lot of other performance enhancing drugs that I've used, a week off didn't really like reset my tolerance to the stuff. So again, this is why I'd encourage you guys who are gonna use nicotine to start with a really low dose and then resist the temptation to kind of let that dose creep up. Day 11, I actually took a whole week off nicotine and I hid the little blue vial away in an obscure compartment of my luggage so that I wouldn't be tempted by the stuff. And there was certainly throughout that week some cravings for a hit of the stuff, but there was no uncomfortable withdrawal symptoms. There was no irritability. There was no sluggishness. I would say that even like caffeine withdrawals when I go off coffee are, are, are quite a bit more uncomfortable than this was. I, I certainly didn't have any ravenous desire for a cigarette. I just had a bit of a persistent desire to take a hit of the stuff. Interestingly, I found that my tolerance to the stuff was about the same after taking an entire week off, which is a little bit different. Most performance enhancing drugs that I've tried, a week off will essentially reset your tolerance and I didn't find this to be the case with nicotine. So I would encourage those of you who are gonna use nicotine as a nootropic, start with really a very conservative dose and then resist the temptation to let that, that dosage creep up. I, I find that it's a quite good motivation 
hack. I find that if I do a drop in the evening as I'm kind of starting to lose interest in my work, starting to lose interest in slaving away at the computer, I find that it gives me another 90 minutes of real focused attention and that it puts me back into that 10 a.m. headspace. Interestingly, nicotine patches are a favorite of lucid dreamers. Apparently, they can produce some pretty awesome, vivid, lucid dreams. And I did not experience that with this nicotine solution. I would venture that is because the nicotine patch is releasing the nicotine as the dreamer is passing through their REM cycles, whereas this solution just has basically a 90-minute effect. people may be wondering what type of relapse risk this nicotine product presents for former smokers or people that are trying to quit smoking for the quitters well I'm a former smoker myself. I'm a successful quitter. I smoked for about five years. Although I did it, I did it socially. I was one of those people that as soon as I had a couple of drinks in me, I was ready to light one up. And the problem was, of course, that I would drink socially about three to five times a week. So I'd end up smoking socially quite regularly as well and I had to go completely off booze for it was it was like nine months to actually get over my cigarette addiction which I did successfully it's been it's been a number of years since I had a cigarette now however like a lot of people who quit smoking cigarettes I've always had kind of that that uh, desire if I was at a party or something and I saw someone light a cigarette up, there was a little pathway, a little serotonin pathway that's still there where I still have a bit of a craving for a cigarette. And interestingly, while I've been using this nicotine product, I've found that I, I haven't experienced that. Uh, really, really at all since then. I've, and I've certainly been out socializing, drinking socially in, in Belgrade, Serbia. I certainly spent a ton of time around people that were smoking. It's totally anecdotal, but I kind of think that this, this product has uh, re-associated my uh, nicotine addiction, which I guess a nicotine addiction is kind of like riding a bike. Like once you figure out how to do it, it's with you. It's with you for life. I think it's kind of reassociated my nicotine addiction with this little blue vial as opposed to a 
a vile, nasty cigarette, which is, which is really great news for people that are trying to quit or people that, that have quit but who still have to uh, kind of wrestle with those cravings from time to time. I hope you found this video useful. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And if you'd like to learn about more useful biohacking tools like this, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you see it now on the screen. And I look forward to a continued conversation with you. This video series is going to present some cutting edge biohacking techniques and techniques.